Hood and Locked On Anaheim Ducks. We look back at two of the top plays from the San Diego Goals and a conversation with Jay Forrester about some coaching changes. All of this and more on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this is Locked On Goals, which is the weekly variant of the Locked On Anaheim Ducks podcast. We look at the goals once a week. And this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Ducks sent you. So we have a couple of things to look forward to today. We're going to look back at two of the top plays from the San Diego goals. And we are also going to talk about the Columbus, or I guess, yeah, Columbus's new hire, Sylvain Lefebvre, who spent the last three seasons down in San Diego as an assistant coach. So we'll get to that a little bit later. First, we're going to keep this segment rather short and pretty quick. And also an announcement that next week will be the last time we will have locked on goals for the season as we enter the summer because, well, two reasons why. One, nothing much going on as far as news. Two, starting on, I guess, the third week of July, it's going to be full-blown draft, draft, free agent, trade, like whatever coverage we have of that. That's going to be full-blown starting on July 19th. We're going to go for a couple weeks, just keep going full force. And after that, well, I'll have an announcement on that next week. All right, so for today, let's take a look back at the top, in my opinion, the top two plays from the goals this past season. It's my opinion because I happen to watch both of these ones live. And we're going to start with what I thought was not the best play of the season, the second best play of the season. The second best play of the season happened in El Segundo when Trevor Zegras was down with San Diego, and he pretty much pulled a rabbit out of his hat, where in the early in the game, Trevor Zegras got a nifty pass, and what can I say? He had J.F. Berube in front of him. And what he did was he put the puck on the toe of his stick, like just the little two-inch part of the stick, and just flicked it. He literally flicked his wrist and got it just above Berube's glove. It was an amazing goal. It's a highlight reel goal. And the video online does not do that goal justice. You had to watch that one live to fully appreciate it and to hear all everybody upstairs going, oh my God, like there was, <laughs> I've mentioned this on the podcast before. There were, there were some curse words said. There were some holy you-know-what said. It was amazing. You had uh, GM Bob Murray. He was there live watching it. There was a plethora of scouts. It, it was a full house. And by full house quotes, in air quotes, I'm at full house with scouts, with people just wanting to see Trevor Zegras, and they saw him put on a show. So that, I thought, was the number two play of the season. Not my favorite. My favorite play this season took place in Bakersfield at Mechanics Bank Arena. And you know where I'm going with this. Lucas Dostal, who put on a goaltending clinic in all three of those games against the Bakersfield Condors. In particular, Game 3, where he absolutely robbed Seth Griffith of a goal, not once, but twice. Lucas Dostal almost getting beat on what ended up being a breakaway, and Seth Griffith 
had the puck right on his stick, fired it towards the net, thinking it was going to be a sure goal. And Dostal came lunging to his left and had the save of the game. Glove save robbery, but there was a rebound right in front of Dostal. So Griffith picked up the loose change, tried to get it past Dostal's pads, and got stopped right at the goal line. It was an amazing performance by Lucas Dostal in really all three of those games. He was the player of that series, but that save, to preserve a tie late in the third period, that got the crowd into a frenzy. All the Gulls fans were cheering. The Condors fans all gasped. Even they applauded after that save. To have the Bakersfield fans applauding after that save, that tells you something pretty big right there. So I thought that was the number one play by far. All right, we're going to head into an early intermission, our only intermission of the day. After that, I'll be joined by Jay Forster from Locked on Columbus Blue Jackets to talk about Sylvain Lefebvre. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. And now that hockey is officially over... We have Major League Baseball in full swing, and we have the NBA Finals. That's right, it's NBA Finals time. The Phoenix Suns have a series lead against the Milwaukee Bucks. Can the Bucks come back in this series, or will Phoenix have their first NBA Finals championship in franchise history? If you want to place a bet on that, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. And this is also brought to you by rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Say you drive a Toyota like me, or you drive a Chevy. Maybe you drive a Chrysler. Maybe you have a Nissan. Well, guess what? rockauto.com has all the parts for you. Maybe you drive a Hyundai. Yeah. They have it too. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. And why pay full price when you could save 50, even 60% on auto parts? Head on over to rockauto.com right now. And in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Yeah. All right. So we're going to conclude today's podcast, kind of a longer portion, with Jay Forster from Locked on CBJ, and we're going to talk about Sylvain Lefebvre, had a few comments about that, and I will play that clip for you right now. Come and, come and talk some, some coaching, hiring decisions, because this was a weird one for me. Um, the Vincent hiring yeah. made some sense. This Lefebvre mm, makes, makes less sense. So, Well, like you mentioned, Lefebvre, I think, is going in for defense, right? Yeah, that would make that would make sense. Which does make a little bit of sense because uh, when Lefebvre was hired back in 2018 for the Gulls coaching staff, uh, he had spent the better part of six seasons for Hamilton, St. John's, and the Laval Rocket. He had been in the Canadiens' uh, primary affiliate, whichever it was at the time. And he didn't do that great of a job with Laval. I know that was a big thing in 2017-2018 was he had a horrible season with Laval. But when he got hired on with the goals, uh, he's the kind of person that loves to teach. That's always been his MO. Uh, Something he's always been quite good at is defense. I know he worked very closely with Jimmy Drysdale 
over the past season to try to get him going and really try to take him under his wings. So it's not all a horrible hire by the Columbus Blue Jackets. And this does give him this opportunity to coach in the NHL level, something that he'd been wanting to do for quite a long time now, to be honest, ever since he retired from the game about a couple decades ago, he's been wanting to get back to the NHL in some capacity. And I think this might be the opportunity for him to do that. Yeah. It um, like his kids on paper, he looks like a, like a pretty decent choice, I think. Um, but I've heard, I've talked to a couple of people who um, cover Laval, a couple of people who, you know, are in the uh, the Canadians kind of media circuit. And they were actually, uh, one of the, one of the things that I was told was that he struggled to develop his younger players. He struggled to work with them. So it's interesting to hear that he kind of has maybe flipped that around and is really kind of focusing on, on younger players. Cause I think that is going to be most of his job next season is I think Columbus is going to be a very young team. Um, and so I think we do need guys that can teach guys that can develop young players, um, which is why I kind of like the, the Vincent hire, because when I was talking to uh, Harrison of Lockdown Jets, he talked a lot about um, Vincent working with the, the younger players and learning how to, um, to manage their ice time loads um so that that's really promising um but yeah in terms of in terms of Lefebvre like what is you know we talked a little bit about you know working with with the young players what would you say his biggest strength is as a uh as a coach uh his biggest strength I think is trying to make the young guys a little bit tougher try to get some more grit into some of those young defensemen um I know I talked about Jimmy Drysdale but a couple of other players that I thought he worked very well with would be Cody Curran. Josh Marvera was another player that he really liked working with someone who he improved quite mightily for the Ducks over the past couple of seasons to the point where Marvera is now playing up with the Anaheim Ducks. And I know that it was an odd hire for the goals even back in 2018 because there was that reputation that, oh, he's not the best coach. He's not getting the best out of his own players. So I had the same reservations as you, Jay. As at the time, I thought, is this a good hire? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe some players just do better in that assistant role than they do in a head coaching role. So as soon as he got to San Diego, he went right to work on developing a couple of those young guys in particular. And I mentioned Josh Mahura as someone else that he spent a lot of time helping develop along with coach Kevin Deneen was Max Comtois who has become a star with the Anaheim system and trying to get guys to be a little bit tougher. Um, I know that's also, I guess, a residue of having Sam Carrick as your captain, someone who has a lot of brute force in his game, someone that likes to get into the dirty areas. And Sylvain Lefebvre was kind of that guy in the NHL. People forget how much of a tough guy he was in the NHL and just how many fights he got into, um, how he was not so much an enforcer, but just that guy that would defend his players up and down. And he wants to instill that into some of the new players. So I guess one other strength is just to develop that strength, not just, you know, in the neutral zone, but 200 feet. That's the kind of thing that 
that he really stresses. So maybe he maybe he does better in an assistant role than a head coaching role, and it's certainly shown over the past three seasons in San Diego. Yeah, that, I mean, and that is something that the Blue Jackets do need to need to work on is their kind of their two hundred foot game, um, especially in terms of like their their transition play. Um, the defense was was terrible this year. Um, something else that was not great for the Blue Jackets, um, which is something that I'm not used to. Uh, our penalty kill this season was awful. Um, go, and I think it went from being you know we were we had a top five, maybe a top three penalty kill in the in the league for a couple of seasons there, and then this season for whatever reason it just kind of fell apart a little bit. Do you think that Lefebvre is is someone that can? run a penalty kill. I think the implication is that that's what he's going to be doing uh, along with running defense since Vincent's probably going to be running the power play. Um, so yeah, what is, what is your experience in terms of uh, Lefebvre and his experience with um, penalty kill units? Considering that San Diego's one of the biggest, I mean, the biggest strength for San Diego was the special teams, both the power play and the penalty kill. As far as the kill was concerned, he had some terrific young studs on their team. And that was a strength for San Diego was their penalty kill. They were among the top 10 in that category the past three seasons. And power play is fine. So as far as PK, I would say that's a good strength of his. That is something that he's worked on with specific players over the past season. In particular, the last half of the season, when you had guys like Drysdale, move up when you had Mahura move up. Uh, he got the most out of guys like Trevor Carrick. Yes, the other Carrick <laughs> brother. Got a lot out of I know people are laughing at that going, really him? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you had young yeah, you, you had other young guys, guys like that in. that you need to you need to get the penalty kills out of, you know? Yeah. And another player that they got, I mentioned Cody Curran, who's a big shot defenseman. Someone else, Axel Anderson who they acquired last season in the trade deadline. That's someone else that I thought played better as the season went on. And you have other guys that did well. Hunter Drew, he did okay. Mahura, I mentioned Keegan Lowe for the one season. You know, these are all guys that have spent some time in the NHL at some point in their careers. So when I, and Brendan Gooley, before he got hurt too, uh, Gooley was talked about as being one of the defensemen of the future for the Ducks. And he did a terrific job under Lefebvre before he got hurt as well. So maybe this, maybe this is the right hire at the time right now. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting watching um, Larson put his team together because I think it was, it was, it surprised the the highest surprised everyone. Um, and then there was kind of the thought of, okay, are they going to promote from within for the assistance as well? I know that the um, the monsters were decent this year. Um, I don't think the head coach has any interest in going up to the NHL, um, but there are a couple of assistants that are very highly kind of regarded in that respect. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of, Neither of them were names that I would have picked out as people that we would we would be going after. Folks, that's going to do it for today's show. And I'm going to peel back the curtain a lot. So this was originally a Goals Thursday show and to peel back the curtain quite a bit. So I had this episode planned out and knocked out. So this is going to be an early upload for Friday. Until I saw my phone, it had kind of blown up a little bit that there was some possible news 
for the San Diego goals this morning. So I said, okay, I'm going to hold off and see what happens. And it turns out there's some pretty big breaking news out in San Diego as the Anaheim Ducks have named Joel Bouchard as the new head coach of the San Diego goals, taking over for Kevin Deneen, who had been the coach for the previous two seasons. Kevin Deneen did a good job with the San Diego goals the past couple seasons, leading them to possible playoff spots, and in fact did have a playoff spot technically this past season. So, you know, here's the quote from GM Bob Murray. Quote, we want to thank Kevin Deneen for all he contributed the last two seasons. He was key in maintaining a winning environment in San Diego, including a difficult season during the pandemic, end quote. So that's from GM Bob Murray. As far as Bouchard, he spent the last three years with the Laval Rockets. And there's going to be a lot of Laval connections from the clip you just heard. And also, he was in Laval. And he led them to a 23-9-4 record this past season. They won the Canadian division. And honestly, they were a team to be reckoned with this season in the American Hockey League. So once again, just a quick little hit at the end. This was going to be Thursday night, but ends up being a Friday morning. So we're going to have a double header today. So once again, the breaking news, Joel Bouchard becomes the coach of the San Diego Goals. I'm thinking we're going to have much more on this news coming next week. Uh, possibly on Tuesday, definitely on Thursday for our last installment of Locked on Goals for the season. So be sure to stay tuned for that. All right, we're going to get out of here for the day. Once again, we're going to have another show later tonight, and that's going to be with Sarah Avampado from Locked on LA Kings. We're going to break down this entire hockey season. And we've been doing, her and I have been doing a thing where we've been making predictions throughout the season. And we're going to talk about that tonight as far as what happened in the cup final, what happened this season, all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Be sure to listen later on tonight. Please be safe out there. Stay cool, San Diego. And be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together. 